0: Peak harvest is never the time you want to be scrambling to make sure you have everything you need to literally keep rolling in the field. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Not only is peak harvest a busy time for agricultural tires, but this year the supply chain is not normal. And you may be waiting for specific tires if you do not plan ahead. Kevin Rolwing is the chief technical officer for the Tire Industry Association. He tells us what we can expect on tire prices, how to keep those tires looking like new, and what you can expect for wait times on your tires.
1: There are supply issues that that they may have in certain tires, certain sizes on certain pieces of equipment. So thinking that, oh, I'll just wait a couple of months to buy those tires, you know, you may be waiting longer than that because right now there are supply issues up and down, you know, the supply chain in the tire industry, and, and farm and ag tires are no different. So, you know, for, for those that are considering putting tires on equipment, the call probably needs to be made now uh, to see if you can even get something, because I know that, that uh, we, we've got supply chain issues up and down uh, across all passenger, light truck, medium truck, earth mover, OTR, farm, it's pretty much everything is, is, uh, is strained right now, so supply is, a, is an issue.
0: Tell yeah. me, what is the problem with tires? Where are they coming from? Is it a container issue? Is it uh, domestic transportation? Why are we seeing uh, some backlogs or delays there?
1: Well, there's always a certain degree of it, especially in the farm market, a certain degree of it's going to be tied to original equipment. So, you know, you got to look at what's going on in, in uh, you know, new farm equipment sales and, and where that is. You know, that's going to be one of, the, one of the telltales. But, you know, right now there's, they're still selling equipment, so that means they're still using tires. And, and what happened was during the pandemic they shut down. I mean, everybody did because nobody knew how long it was going to last. And what happened was is that while they were shut down, there were still tires being used, like the, the aftermarket and everything else. There were still, I mean, farmers didn't quit during the, the pandemic they still had to work. So, so the demand that they were going to be creating was still there when there was no supply being created. So that when the economy just started right back up and all the OE started back in again, and then the bigger side of, of, uh, you know, the, the farm market kicks in, the aftermarket replacement market, they just never caught up. And you got a lot of stuff coming from offshore that's sitting in a container, you know, off of uh, Los Angeles Harbor or or, uh, you know, is is en route from overseas. I mean, you've got all those supply chains that, that are impacting this. And yes, we can produce a lot of farm tires here. I mean, there's a lot of farm tire production in the U.S., but not enough for everything. When everything goes wrong at the same time, you end up where you are right now, which is that, and again, it could be certain sizes are good or bad. I mean, I think that's part of the the issues that, that, that they may have is that, you know, if something goes down, you know, availability of, of a tire or tires could be questionable.
0: I want to ask about the Russia-Ukraine war specifically. Did that have an impact on the tire industry and how?
1: Other than further rising oil prices, tires are a, are a, are a product of basically agriculture and oil. I mean, it's natural rubber and, and a lot of, you know, synthetics that are, you know, petroleum-based. So, you know, if the price of oil goes up, then the price of tires is going to go up because material prices are going to go up. And then you add in energy costs because it takes a lot of energy to build tires. So energy costs are going up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that... Russia, Ukraine, from a standpoint of of oil prices and energy prices being inflated, is, is absolutely having an impact on, uh, and that's why you're seeing it also in terms of uh, price increases.
0: Before we talk about that, too, I just want to get a number here from you. Let's say you did plan ahead, but things go awry in the field. What are folks going to be looking at in terms of of wait times, or is it going to depend?
1: Oh, it, it's going to depend on it's going to depend on the size and the type of tire. I mean, again. You know, it, it, in the farm tire market, you just can't take any tire in that size. you got to have an application specific tire, otherwise, it's going to cause problems. So, it, they don't have a lot of options to begin with. They have l- fewer options than, than anybody else, you know, other than like uh, Earth Mover. So, I, I think, again, it's, it's, it's going to be on a case by case basis.
0: Now, let's talk cost, though. <laughs> so, I'm curious about the cost of tires. What did, has that increased looked like?
1: I mean, Firestone just announced a 10% increase. It was effective j- September 1. Firestone's a pretty big uh, agricultural tire manufacturer here in the U.S. They're adding another uh, 10%, and they did, it. they did it again. They did uh, up to 14% uh, before. Tires have gone up, tw- they've gone up 25% in the last 12 months.
0: Is that expected to continue? I mean, what are you okay. forecasting?
1: More of the same. I mean, I, I I think you have to. It's to be expected that that nothing's going to change. I mean, it, the supply. It's either it, the supply or the demand has to change. So either we're going to use we're going to use less farm tires, or we're going to try and build more. And you know now if if uh, if a recession you know takes a tank on on new farm equipment, and the OE demand goes. I mean, and this is literally how you look at it. You know, you, you can look at it this way. I guess you can look at it this way that if OE demand goes down enough, then it won't impact uh, the aftermarket so much, and replacement sales will be a little bit easier to come by. But, you know, right now, not a, not, no relief that I can see.
0: And if I know farmers, is that they'll stretch a dollar, you know, oh, whether yeah. it's with feed, whether it's with tires. Yeah, so, tell, so tell me, Kevin, how can farmers get the most out of their tires?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, inflation, inflation, inflation. I mean I think that's the the key thing is that if if they really want to see you know the longest performance and and best cost per mile or cost per hour however they're they're looking at it um usually cost per hour on that kind of thing uh it's to keep it inflated I mean proper tire inflation you know on those having the right inflation pressure for the load and the equipment and the ground conditions and everything if you get the right inflation pressure, you're going to get the best performance. And when it's underinflated, you're going to have problems. And when it's overinflated, you're going to have problems. Watching where you're driving, you know, trying to clear the big hazards as best as you can and not just driving over them. I mean, some of that's unavoidable. But again, you know, you got to remember that that um, you know, the tire is, is just a is just a cushion of air inside of it and if if that air pressure is too low, then it's going to overflex, which is going to build up heat, which is going to cause breakdown in the bonds between the components and that leads to failure. So,
0: And at the correct PSI, I mean, do you, yes. it should be exactly at what the tire tells you?
1: Yeah, the equipment manufacturer, whoever the manufacturer of the equipment is, they're going to have a spec pressure. That's the pressure you use. That's the, pro- the problem is too many people go by what's on the side of the tire. And what's on the side of the tire is, is could be a lot more than you need. It could be overinflated. And overinflated, you're more likely to an impact brake because the, the tire is harder. It flexes less. So it's much more likely to have an impact brake, whereas if you're at the right pressure, then you may not have that. So the pressure is set by the, the equipment manufacturer for the, the tire and the wheel position. And understanding that, that temperature has an effect on pressure. So on cold mornings, Tire pressure needs to be checked, especially on the cold mornings, and adjusted then because that's when it won't be underinflated for so, the load.
0: Let's talk about checking the pressure, though. Is it as easy as just hitting it with a hammer, or do you recommend actually no. using a gauge? Uh,
1: We call that a bootometer. If you just hit it with a hammer, it's a bootometer. You kick it with your boot. That's never accurate. I mean, the only way you're going to know is with a gauge.
0: All right. So, yeah, take that gauge to it. Check that pressure. And, yeah, it fluctuates. So cold mornings, check it. But when it gets hot in the day?
1: Leave it. Leave it. The best thing, if you start every morning with the right pressure every morning, then no matter what happens to that tire during that day, if you're staying. and, And that's another thing, too, I guess, going back to what you had said before about about tires is, um, you know, how can they let, increase the life of tires is uh, speed. Speed is that, you know, when you're going in between, in between fields and you're, you're outroading the tires, is that there is a maximum speed for that tire. And exceeding that maximum speed can, can cause damage and, and shorten tire life as well. So the, the slower you go, the better.
0: And earlier you kind of mentioned the terrain. I mean, you can't yeah. obviously control everything in the field nope. when you're bouncing around in there, but when you're choosing the path to get in and out, watch out for yeah. those obstacles.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's everything, you know, understanding that, that you know, driving over the, the end of a, you know, a lot of times, and, and it's been my experience, you know, it's it's like d- deer antlers that you don't see. It's uh, the stump that's already only only broken out right to the edge of the grass. I mean, yeah, it's those kind of things that are going to gonna catch it. It's, it's you know, catching the corner of a, of a cinder block that's, you know, buried in something. I mean, it, it could be anything that, that does it. But, but, again, understand that, you know, I guess in, if, if you're in uncertain, you know, terrain to go slow, you know, because, again, speed is going to have an effect. The faster you go, the more likely, you know, something sharp or something like that is to, to penetrate it. Whereas if you go slow, you know, you, at least you have a chance.
0: What about the farm truck or the spouses' vehicle? You know, as the weather changes, should we be thinking about something different when it comes to our auto tires?
1: Yeah, on the on that side of it, anything that's you know, rotation is, is inflation is still the key to every tire maintenance issue. A tire with the proper inflation pressure, you know, is, is much more likely to deliver the kind of performance and lifespan that it was engineered to deliver. So you can't ever overlook inflation, but in, in the passenger, um, like light truck, pickup truck, rotation is what's going to increase uh, tire life because the front tires are going to always wear faster than the rears. You know, even in a rear-wheel drive, you're still going to have, you know, the, because that side-to-side, the turning, the scrubbing from uh, turning the front axle wears off the tread on the, on the shoulders a little bit faster. So rotating the back tires to the front and the front tires to the back is going to even out that wear and, uh, if properly inflated, give you the maximum tread life.
0: Well, there you go. Anyone that's making their way out to the field, we've got kind of all the, the good oh, information you need about your tires for this season. Anything else, Kevin, you wanted to talk about before I let you go?
1: No, I mean, I guess if you're the last thing I would say is that if you're, you're talking about, you know, you're part of the country, which, you know, I'm from Illinois, so don't hold it against me. <laughs> um uh, you know, uh, it's the difference between an all-season and a winter tire. You know, and I, and I think that would be the, the one other thing too for for that that area because people think of winter tires as snow tires. You know, and 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 we don't get as much snow, so I'm not as worried about it. But but winter tires are really about road conditions that are 40 degrees and less, and most importantly, ice. That a winter tire is far better on ice than an than all-season tire when it comes to stopping distances. You know, understanding that if, if you're in a rural area and you're on roads that don't get, you know, salted or, or, or plowed often enough, um, that, that a winter tire is going to give you superior handling and stopping in snow, ice, and cold road conditions uh, over a, a, an all-season tire, which, uh, you know, I think a lot of people say, you know, we call them snow tires. and Well, I don't really see a lot of snow. You, know, you see a lot of ice. And you see a lot of cold road conditions. I mean, you know, you're out, you're out in some pretty remote roads, and some of those, uh, some of the big farms out there, there might not be another car for a while. So you want to make sure that you're as safe as it can be in cold road
0: conditions. Kevin Rowling is the chief technical officer for the Tire Industry Association. Again, giving us the rundown on what you can expect this harvest season on price wait times on tires, and how to stretch that dollar and keep those tires running smoothly. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.